Welcome to Poptopia. Welcome to Poptopia, your podcast for all things pop culture. I'm your host, Paul French, and it is Friday, July 13th, 2007. Friday the 13th. Ooh. On today's show, Fox Parks Drive for the final time, Supergirl soars into Smallville, and that little Potter boy adds more records to his bag of tricks. All right, uh, so let's start off with, uh, with with a little review of what's coming out in, in the uh, box office today, or this week anyway. Um, of course... A few days ago, we saw Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix um, come out, uh, came out on Wednesday, and I'll, I'll get into some specifics about that in a minute. Uh, but first of all, let's let's look at what else is coming out up against it. And um, we've got Captivity, <clears throat> starring Alicia Cuthbert, Pruitt Taylor Vince, who's really making a career of playing serial killers. And to be fair, I'm not sure if he's actually playing the serial killer in this one. But I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, a fashion icon, played by Cuthbert, is taken captive by a serial killer who preys upon her childhood fears uh, through a series of twisted games and traps. S- sounds a little bit like Saw, doesn't it? Uh, anyway, so that's uh, that's what it is. This, of course, uh, sparked much controversy uh, when they had ads of Elisha Cuthbert being tortured and such on uh, billboards in L.A. and in New York City and... Um, the initial public reaction resulted in the ads being removed, um, and they're also looking at changing the rating because it apparently got recut a whole lot to uh, to land an R rating. And um, anyway, if you're a fan of the torture porn stuff, it looks like this is the movie for you. Also coming out in limited release, Rescue Dawn from Werner Herzog. Um, and, you know, the last thing I saw from him was, of course, uh, Grizzly Man, which, wow. I mean, the, the guy's a little wacky. He's a bit crazy, Werner Herzog, but he puts together some great films. This one, in fact, stars Christian Bale and Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn really breaking from his wacky buddy roles. And also Jeremy Davies. And this is all about uh, a U.S. fighter pilot early in the Vietnam War who's shot down and captured in Laos. And he basically uh, bands together with uh, fellow POWs and makes his way of escaping, um, uh, making the way through the jungle, hoping to be rescued. Of course, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, as I mentioned, uh, is the big one out this week, and that's really the one to beat. And uh, and it could be tough, because let's face it, what we've got is uh, um, Lord Voldemort... Uh you know, is, is supposed to be returning, and uh, and Harry and Dumbledore are targeted by the wizard authorities, and uh, um, Hogwarts is taken out from under uh, Dumbledore's control, blah, blah, blah. Uh, as they say, this is where this where stuff gets really dark. This is where it all starts to hit the fan, and um, already doing really well. In fact, Potter has already set a box office record. Um took in $44.8 million in its first day, which is the best single-day gross ever for a movie on a Wednesday. Now, as you know, I tend to be kind of wary of stats like that because it's kind of, well, it's the best gross ever on the Monday of a long weekend after uh, such and such when Mercury's in retrograde, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But anyway, uh, best single-day opening uh, gross for a movie on a Wednesday, and that includes uh, $12 million from screenings that started at midnight Tuesday, which is technically Midnight Wednesday when you get down to it. Uh, the sequel um, topped the previous uh, Wednesday record, which was $40.4 million, which was set by uh, Spider-Man 2 back in 2004. And uh, what they're saying, uh, Paul Dergarabadian, I 
that name's always tough, uh, who is the president of Media by Numbers, says, in terms of box office, the law of diminishing returns does not apply to Harry Potter. It seems to be getting better with age. And, of course, in a week, uh, you know, there's been a little bit of, of hype about Harry Potter because not only do they have the movie opening this week, but next week, of course, the seventh and final novel from J.K. Rowling comes out. And uh, this has definitely helped to, uh, to drive some interest uh, in the latest movie. So um, we'll, we'll have to see how that one does ends up doing uh, compared to the others. What else is coming out? Uh, interview uh, from director Steve Buscemi, who, of course, we know. This one stars uh, Sienna Miller and Steve Buscemi. And actually, I'm kind of interested in this one because a guy I went to high school with is one of the producers. And uh, it's, it's kind of neat. Um, anyway, uh, this one is about a political journalist who is forced to spend an evening out trailing a popular soap star played by Sienna Miller. And um, they basically, through this interview, reveal their true selves to one another. Um First off, this is a this is a remake of a film by uh, deceased filmmaker Theo Van Gogh, and uh, it is really looking to first of all introduce his work to a wider uh, American audience, and also they're looking to Im- improve uh, Sienna Miller's standing with the art house set, and also Steve Buscemi has made some some great films. Um, you know, Lonesome Jim and Animal Factory maybe weren't his best, but uh, you know you go back and, and he's done some great stuff. Um, anyway, it, it turns out before he was uh, before he was killed, uh, Van Gogh intended to remake this film um, as a U.S. set drama, and uh, three of his films were initially set to be remade by American directors, um, but this was the only one that uh, actually made it to production at this point. So there we have it. Also coming out in limited release, Talk to Me, starring Don Cheadle and Chiwetel Ejiofor. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Ah. I, you know what? They had a thing in uh, in an interview in Entertainment Weekly recently where he actually said how to pronounce his name. I got the last name right, but anyway. Uh, this one uh, stars um, a G4 as Dewey Hughes, who is a radio station program director responsible for getting uh, Ralph P.D. Green uh, on the air. And uh, Ralph Green is played by Don Cheadle, uh, who was an ex-con and turned into a popular radio personality and uh, an influ- influential community activist. Um, Green died in 1984, uh, but they're really looking to uh, to really get this, this movie going. Um, and, you know, Don Cheadle, you, you generally can't really complain about his performances. There's always some pretty good stuff. So those are the main uh, the main movies coming out. There's uh, you know there's there's some other stuff, but I'm gonna move on. Um, and where I'm moving on is Smallville has landed its Supergirl. That's right. Canadian actress Laura Vandervoort um, is going to be playing Supergirl. She's going to be playing Clark Kent's long lost cousin. Um, show creator Al Goff says that she's a combination of beauty, intelligence, a certain warmth, and a great attitude. We've wanted a character to shake things up, and she may be Clark Kent's cousin, but doesn't mean she's going to be the obedient one. Um, basically, back in June, uh, Alfred Goff had, uh, had said, adding Supergirl will give the series the mythic jolt that it needs uh, heading into the seventh season. Seventh season. Um, this Season premiere will introduce Kara, who is Clark's 19-year-old cousin, who was born on Krypton, and she and they're keeping with the with the whole DC mythos here. Um, she is the daughter of Zor-El, who was Jor-El's brother, and she also has uh, superpowers, including one that Clark has yet to develop, the ability to fly. Because man, he totally gets gets you know screwed on this whole flying thing. Um, of course, she's going to butt heads with Clark, and naturally, she's going to be sweet on Jimmy Olsen, and. Uh, Lex is going to be kind of interested too. Anyway, um, 
as I said, Canadian actress. She starts shooting next week in Vancouver, and she's known uh, for the cable series Instant Star. She played Sadie Harrison. She's also been on the show uh, Goosebumps, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Mutant X, The Dresden Files, and CSI. And, of course, she joins other DC characters who have made the appearances on Smallville, such as Cyborg, Brainiac, Martian Manhunter, The Flash, Green Arrow, and Aquaman. So uh, we'll have to see how that all goes. The uh, Like I said, ever since that uh, 100th episode, I- I've really been kind of iffy on, uh, on on Smallville, and it's been really kind of disappointing considering how much I loved the show before that. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully they're able to uh, to pull it all out and, and, uh, and, and make it something great. Okay, uh, Drive. You know, I, and I and, – and, I swear it's it's almost like I haven't done a show in a few in in several weeks because I was worried that the uh, that the scheduled airings of Drive would be killed off because once I said it was a good show they canceled it. Anyway, two remaining orphaned episodes uh, for Drive, and uh, they were supposed to be playing uh, a couple of weeks back. They were gonna they were gonna come back this week, and uh, it's not gonna happen. After several attempts to schedule these uh, fifth and six hours of the swiftly cancelled racing drama, Fox has decided not to put Drive back on the network. Uh, so instead, uh, you can go to myspace.com slash Fox and other Fox affiliate sites uh, beginning uh, Monday, July 16th. And um, that's how you have to catch the rest of the show. And do not expect this to uh, end up uh, resolving anything because, you know, they got pulled fairly quickly. Uh, they were There were only six episodes in the can, so it doesn't even look like there's been enough things released for even a, a small DVD release. Um, we can hope because it was a really cool, very stylish show, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. And instead of uh, seeing the Drive episodes back on July 4th, we got Anger Management and uh, talk about trying to kill it for... Um, trying to kill it by you know airing it on on july 4th you know generally a low rated night obviously um and uh it was gonna again like i say gonna air tonight uh but instead uh they decided that a, a bones repeat and burning off a standoff episode would be better to go so man see can't mention some of the good shows that i like because it kills them i'm not sure that's what kills them exactly but you you know how it goes so, so let's talk a little bit about some uh, some ratings because, you know, let's face it, summer ratings are always brutal. I mean, it's just a fact of the matter um, that, that you're never going to necessarily get anything strong. I mean, let's face it, when Singing Bee is uh, is the, the number one uh, show, you know there's a problem. And, of course, uh, the, uh, the other thing that, that competes right now is the All-Star Game, uh, or at least competed this past week. Um, so, basically, you had the, uh, the, the All-Star stuff going on, and it was neck and neck with um, America's Got Talent, and, uh, and then the singing bee started. And this is the whole thing with people singing, trying to remember lyrics, you know, it's basically, you know, excuse me while I kiss this guy, that kind of stuff. And, um, so, so what happened? Um, uh, the All-Star Game at 8 o'clock scored a 7.0 with a 12 share, uh, while America's Got Talent was a 6.4 with an 11 share. So not that far off. Um, and then uh, Gilmore Girls rerun on the CW was a 1.0 and a 2 share. Wow. Um, but then at 9 o'clock, America's Got Talent uh, – came up a little bit with an 8.3 and a 14 share, followed by the premiere of The Singing Bee, 8.0 and a 13 share, um, and having a big build on the lead-ins 18 to 49 numbers, which is a big deal. Um, 
the All-Star game went up to a 7.9 and 13, and Big Brother's on, of course. Um, the CW pretty much stayed with its 1 million viewers for Veronica Mars. Um, you know, I mean, that's the thing. The uh, Let's face it. When we get down to it, the ratings in... Uh, Ratings in in the summer are, uh, are are usually pretty dismal, and um, you know it's going to really sort of kick up once we get into August as uh, as they start uh, looking at airing new shows um, because most of the stuff that they you know were going to burn off was burned off sort of end of May beginning of June that kind of thing and um, and so we're pretty much done with all the quote unquote original stuff um, you know uh, Hidden Palms wound down uh, last week. Um, Traveler is scheduled to do so very shortly. And, and so what this leads to is just, there's not much left. So, so this is where we get into the whole thing with it's all, uh, reality shows. You know, I'm disappointed that this year there isn't a, a rock star to watch, you know, cause I love my train wreck TV. Um, and there's nothing else that's sort of, sort of grabbing me as, as far as that goes. You know, nothing else that's making me think. Yeah, this is this is what what I want to check out because right now what's happening is all of the different shows are doing um, are are doing their casting. You know, they're they're basically doing recasting from their pilots, and uh, you know we saw a lot of that with the show Moonlight, which is the uh, vampire detective series. And you know, it's funny because I had I I'd said how you know that show was very similar to Forever Night, but another show that it's really similar to and probably a bit closer because in Forever Night he was actually a cop. But uh, but this one, you know, I'd, why didn't I think of this? Angel, of course, and that's been uh, you know really kind of uh, bolstered by the fact that David Greenwald has been added as the showrunner. And um, you know, I think once once I start seeing those little flashy scenes uh, in between the little uh, quick flashback type things, that then we'll really know. But um, and I'm not saying that David Greenwald's a one trick pony, not at all. Um, I'm going to be watching it for sure. Uh, the interesting thing was that they cast recast his mentor. His mentor was originally going to be an older guy who was uh, who was going to sort of uh, be his mentor through things, but uh, they've replaced him with. Um, Oh God, his name's escaping me. The guy who played Logan on uh, Veronica Mars, Jason Doring. There it is, and uh, he's going to be playing the uh, the guy. Because let's face it, if his mentor is a vampire, wouldn't he be ageless? I mean, it all depends on when he became a vampire. But I guess, uh, well, and and they're just hoping to play to that younger demographic as well, aren't they? Uh, in in other uh, casting news, uh, Kyler Lee, uh, who we remember from the show Reunion, uh, she appeared in the last couple of episodes of Grey's Anatomy last season, and she's going to be joining the show as a regular for the next season. She will be playing Lexi Gray, who is the younger half-sister of Meredith Gray and is also a new intern at Seattle Grace Hospital. Um, of course, they had her flirt with McWhat's-his-name, and... Um, and she didn't reveal her last name until the end of the uh, finale. So it'll be interesting to see how that all goes because she was kind of the favorite daughter of, uh, of Meredith's father. Anyway, that is all the time we got for today. Comments, as always, are welcome at poptopiapodcast at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.poptopiapodcast.com. And, uh, hey, click on the forum link. Join the forum. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear about. It's all good. Have a great week.